0: We're back, Stripe Show Podcast, on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton, joining me every Tuesday. I liked it better last week, or no, two weeks ago when he was here for the RSM Classic stop by the studio in Ponte Vedra before a little jaunt up the road to uh, South Georgia. Some people like to call it North Florida, an extension of South Georgia. People that live in North Florida, that's not really, you know, we're, we're in Florida. But uh, he's back at home now and he joins us he's Keith Stewart how you doing buddy
1: I am doing well uh I do miss being down there got a lot of positive feedback about us being uh together the rapport and such I enjoyed that yeah and good. Uh, uh I enjoyed it almost as much as watching uh Ludwig shoot 122 on the weekend
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow what wow. are we doing
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: he's uh he, he's pretty good right I mean he's uh he's kind of checks all the boxes Wow Making golf look oh. a little easy.
1: Uh, what was interesting was like, I don't know. You're like at an F1 track and you're like, well, that guy's going pretty fast. And then there's a car that just goes like right on by, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was unbelievable. You know, Mac Hughes was like, you know, I'm giving her all I got, Captain. And, you know, like, just nobody can hang with him. It was, uh, I mean, 122 on a weekend. Wow. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 61 at any point is wow that's deep
0: that's low 99 percent of us can't even comprehend that and then oh 61 61 pga tour event on the weekend how you doing i mean that's just top shelf stuff and we're gonna get to watch and play a lot next year uh, against the best players in the world it's gonna be exciting yeah and and props to probably pga tour you you got to give them a little credit for what they've done in through that journey, uh, Ludwig and PGA Tour University. Yeah. Obviously, they changed some things to protect players like Ludwig to get to the PGA Tour. There was a lot of pushback on that uh, coming straight out of college. Obviously, Liv looking to poach these. I had Ludwig on the podcast uh, when he was at Texas Tech, and he hadn't turned pro yet in the whole bit. So it was interesting to to get his, uh, his thoughts on that whole journey, and, and he was offered money. Uh, from LIV, and he passed it down, as did Pearson Cootie, as did other players, Uh, young players, the next generation that are going to be coming up. And I think fortunately for PGA Tour fans, we're going to be seeing them uh, next year. Another guy that made golf look pretty easy uh, when he was younger was Tiger Woods, and uh, he is the host this week at the Hero World Challenge. But before we get to that, Keith, I do this thing on Twitter. Perhaps you've seen it. Where I post a player on Monday, like this, okay, yeah, and I ask my audience who is this, and it's kind of gained in popularity. It's been fun, and I'm getting a lot of Jordan Spieth, and I got to tell you, you you know, I love my followers, I love our listeners, but I don't see Jordan Spieth in that. I just I I don't see the pivot Jordan Spieth. I don't see the wrist angles Jordan Spieth. You know who is another one people are liking? Is Chris Kirk? Kind of interesting. I can see a little Chris Kirk in that,
1: uh, but it's body not Chris type. Kirk. The body type doesn't look like him, though. Okay, I, I took know.
0: this I... video for the record. Before I ask you, I took this video right. uh, on a at a Corn Ferry tour event. I believe it was still called the Web.com at the time, up in Savannah. And so this man came from the Corn Ferry tour. Have any idea who that is?
1: You know, we talked about this off camera. Who I thought it originally was, and it was the footwork, and it was kind of like the makeup move and the follow through. And I was wrong. I said Russell Henley, um, but uh, so you'll, I you'll have to give He's, it to me. I'm,
0: I'm going to give you some clues. He's had a very tough year this year. Um, he switched coaches at the start of the year, which I thought was interesting. Um, he, he plays well on the West Coast, in particularly. At uh, Pebble. He went to Stanford. Um, He's a very good putter. Very good putter.
1: Oh, top gun. Right. Huh? Top gun.
0: Yep. It's Mav, folks. Maverick McNeely. That's who it is. There he is. Let me tell you something, Mav. You got to figure that driver out. Got to figure that driver out. That driver has been awful uh for him this year. I mean, I'm talking awful. I don't know what happened there. His ball striking, you go through his stats and I like to pick some players, you know, that, you know, are going one way or the other, but uh, whatever Maverick McNeely did into this season and I I think trying to change some things up, it didn't work. And I know sometimes you got to go backwards before you go forward. But, uh, you look at his stats this year off the tee and then even, I'm sure it bled into his iron game. I don't care how good of a putter you are. You're not going to make it. And so hopefully our boy Mav can, um, can get that figured out. All right. So let's transit enough, enough of that. I always like to announce, um, man, you the see the driver's bad. The driver's bad. You ready to transition to the Bahamas?
1: Oh yeah. All right. Sorry.
0: Your man, front and center at uh, press conference. Carol will challenge. Yeah. Bahamas. You know I mean? love the Bahamas. I love the Bahamas. One of my favorite places. I love those people.
1: I mean, you you don't, you don't have to you don't have to get me started on that guy. You know, twenty five years ago, I spent five years of my professional career at Isleworth, watching that guy at the. The peak of his power. He and Harmon working on the range. Oh, huh. summer of love. Summer two thousand. Ten wins. Ten million dollars. Three straight majors. Come on. Wins U.S. Open oh. by fifteen.
0: How does this make you feel looking at this swing? Huh. Kidding me? For those uh, that are listening, I-, I got a swing up of Tiger Woods from his like, uh, days of two thousand.
1: It's like slipping into a bed with clean sheets, right there. Are you kidding me? There's just, there's nothing better, right there. Kind of look little, at that. Thing. Cool look, at the there. There. look at yeah, the width right. there.
0: Look. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and how he's moving into the right side. Right. Watch this. See that. So he kind of moves into his right side, and then back to his left side. I made a post, Keith, before we get to the tournament, um, yeah. about Tiger. And this was him in 2000. You know, there's different eras of Tiger swing. This is obviously under Butch. Then he went to Hank, Sean Foley, Chris Como, post that. You know, he kind of rebuilt himself the last time. Not rebuild, but, you know, there's a lot of different versions. I mean, here's 2013. This is a very different driver swing, folks. You look at this, and, and you look at the difference in the swing. This is a stronger grip. This is a hand path that's going more in and around. His, he's definitely hanging more left than his backswing. He used to hang so far left in the back swing, his head would drop, which was very problematic. And so you look at these two different swings and obviously they're two different bodies, you know, like he could yeah. do more in 2000 than he could in 2013 and so forth. I get that, but I made the comment, Keith. I said, I hope I see more components of what I saw tiger in his younger days, even with Hank, couple of the, couple of the principles of. Tiger swing was width, his hands, you know, kind of out away from his chest, not his hand path tracking so far inside early.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think there was this little movement to the right, you know, where he he's loading into the right side, even his head drifted maybe just a touch with the driver. And I also think there's this idea of being tall, like this elongation up, tiger wide into his right side, taller, and then he would go get it and those are like few of the things that i hope i see from tiger um we might see a little stronger grip versus younger tiger in particular, like in the haney days just to from a distance standpoint make the face a little stronger but i just hope i hope that the body doesn't make him look more this way i i just don't like the hanging left so much with the woods that deep hand path in, I just think he has a hard time getting up out of the way with that, and I think his driver can be become problematic. Tiger is very smart. I expect to see more components how he used to do it. It's just obviously not going to be as dynamic and as explosive. I get that. But can he be wider? Yes. Can he um, load a little bit in the right side? I think so. And can he stay tall? I think so those are things that I think he got back to with Como and I hope we see again when he comes back this time. What is this like the 7th 8th comeback now we're on the
1: tiger? 5th extended. Yeah. 5th 5th lengthy comeback. Yeah. You know, and um I tell ya, you, you know, we could jump into the press conference for a second, but yeah, it's still- the most positive. It's the most positive he seemed in a long long time at a press conference like that. You know, and, and the major takeaways, the first one had to be that he said, the way I feel right now, I could play one time a month next year. I mean, that right there threw golf Twitter into a tizzy. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, I, I would think of some of his, um, his, you know, his biggest fanboys on Twitter. I mean, they were just, their minds just exploded, you know, like yeah. it's, um, and, and, you know, golf in a macro sense. Golf is so screwed up right now at the professional level. <laughs> Nothing would be better, right? Like, I think about, I mean, I don't forget, but, you know, it was 25 years ago. Like, I saw Tiger every day, I get to talk to him all the time, right? And <laughs> um I knew what his goals were. I, I knew what his expectations were going into the different weeks and everything. Like, he he was very candid with all of us there at the club and um because we're all the same age. And we were all, you know, trying to play our best golf. And really, we're all golf geeks. And uh, you had to be a true golf geek to gain his respect. You know, you you, obviously you didn't have to be as good a player as him. Nobody was, but you had to be like really, really into the nuts and bolts of it all, you know, and the history and and, and the architecture and agronomy, uh, every aspect of it. And I, it's some part of me, during all the last two years when he like couldn't move, like when his ankle is fused this summer and he says he couldn't move for six months and he's watching all this thing take place. He had to be just like, there had to be broken TVs in his house. He had to be thinking like, I built this whole thing, right? right. Like how could everyone screw this thing up this bad? Right. Mm-hmm. And if he's healthy and he's back once a month, I mean, he, everyone always jokes, you know, he moves the needle. He is the needle. Who cares? I mean, the guy is, he, he is the tour. So, um, I think a big part of him coming back is just to say, like, I need to figure this whole thing out. And that was a big part of his press conference, too.
0: It was a lot of questions.
1: Not about Tiger's game,
0: not about Tiger's body. Boy, it's a it's a big responsibility. We We saw Rory jump ship. It's just a lot to take on. I think Rory played. Really good golf, considering the everything that he had to go through and being on the board and answering questions to the media, answering questions inside the locker room, it takes its toll. I mean, I just think about my workload and life and as busy as I think it is and how it takes a toll on me. And then it's like, okay, now compare that to tiger. Just forget about all the responsibilities that he's taking on right now in TGL, in answering questions about PGA tour to live Jay Monahan, um, there was a question about the Ryder cup, <laughs> you yeah. know, him being linked to a captaincy. I, I mean, that guy can't literally step out the door without everybody that sees him wanting to come up and get a piece. Like, and so, man, I mean, how much can he take on? You're right. I mean, he has to be so frustrated in looking at the impact that he had on the PGA tour and helping to get where it is today. And then to sit there. And be asked the question about, hey, how do you think Jay Monaghan's doing um or has been doing? And 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 I I'll tell you, I think his his answer of of Jay, like, you know, the disappointment of not letting the players know and that this yeah. will never happen again speaks volumes. I mean, he's not happy with he's not happy with the way things have been handled. <laughs> There's no way. And so <laughs> I, I think it's a matter of time, probably before we see some changes there. I mean, you think he would have to. Um, because tiger is plugged in now and you're not going to cross tiger, man. Like you're not going to, you're not going to cross tiger and, and kind of go on from that, especially now that he is plugged in to how he is on the board and he's going to have a major voice at the table. And I'm not going to say what tiger says is what happens, but I, you would have to think it's got to be pretty damn close to that for him to be involved.
1: Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want to cross tiger. Uh, ask Stephen Ames, you know, and that's like, that's like one one hundredth of where we're at right now. You know, um, I mean, like, it, it wouldn't surprise me this week with all this, with all this smoke that's around John Rom, that if that's mm-hmm. true, it wouldn't surprise me that Norman drops that this week during Tigers tournament, right? If that actually happened and is happening, right? Oh, I believe I, that, so. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because, because, like, they're just, it's such a, like a petty state right now where they're just firing back and forth. And there's just yeah. so much, you know, ah, you know, it's the phrase all men measure. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know, when, mm-hmm. you know, like why should Phil care about Alan and in, in reverse? You know, like, I mean, it's just like, it's just everybody stop, you know, yeah. like, um, and, and if anyone could be frustrated with all that's going on, it has to be Tiger because sure. I mean, the world of golf has made billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars off of his career. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not hurting at all, right? He's got more than triple generational wealth. That's not the point. But the point is, is like he worked so hard to put that thing in place. And now it's like a total dumpster fire is like, it's just probably beyond him at times mm-hmm. when he, you know, behind behind the scenes when he goes home and thank God he has like, you know, Charlie golf and Sam and, and her extracurriculars and the things that he has and the and maybe his design, you know, like he's got a lot going on, and maybe he's more mobile now that he doesn't have to sit and think about what a disaster it all is. It's
0: just terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you terrible. start
0: adding, you start recapping this thing, and we'll move on to the, the tournament because we've got some thoughts for you on this twenty-man uh, field that is the Hero World Challenge. You know, first off, he's trying to get his game ready to go. You know, he's yeah. trying to to see if his body can withstand seventy-two holes of walking, which he seems optimistic. But I don't know. I'm watching him walk up to the podium today for the press conference. Pretty significant limp. Um, he's a dad, as you mentioned. He's a caddy to Charlie, and he's coaching him and Sam and her activities. Uh, now he's on the board of the PGA Tour. He's very involved with, obviously, these negotiations with Liv and shaping the PGA Tour for the next what it's going to look like. Uh TGL. The roof just flew off. <laughs> you know, the roof just flew off their place, and they're trying to launch that team. Someone asked him about the Ryder Cup cap. I mean – I don't know. I I just I don't see how you can manage all of that and and yet put the time in the focus to go out and win again. Which I know he's there because he thinks he can. Don't win again.
1: Don't do it. Just too much, isn't it? Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Just stop yourself. Yeah. Every urge you have to say that he'll never win again. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Oh, please. I mean, people are just, they're ridiculous. Yeah, you know? I'm not doing that. I'm not uh, saying that, but here's the thing. Lot, and here, yeah. here's where, whether you're Peter Malinali or Rory or whomever, and you get on those councils, like those meetings get set up. And then, yes, you are catering to that schedule, that agenda or whatever. That agenda will be built around Tiger's schedule. Kid you not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like. When it comes down to it, when Jay Monahan and Jason Gore and, and and Hurley and all those guys are wanting to get together and talk about this framework, it, the, there's only two people that that meeting is going to matter on. Then it's whoever the lead investor is and Tiger, and that's when the meeting will happen. So when it comes to managing what it is he is capable of doing and focusing on, and and let's be honest, I mean. The guy could have worked clandestine for the CIA. I mean, he compartmentalizes better than anybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. at, at at the height of his power, nobody had more distractions. And that was proven by the questionable character decisions that he made in, you know, 09 and 10 and everything, right? Or even prior to that. But, like, he could still go out and perform, even though all that was going on in the background. And we've seen other great players, like, not be able to play their best when, you know, a grip on your clubs, like a grip on your world, right? So, like, it's it's one of those things where I I think that Tiger will find a way. It will also work with his schedule, um, and uh, I don't think it's as big a deal as you think it is, personally. So,
0: are, are we really comparing the distraction of yesteryear Tiger and those decisions versus the stra- distractions he's facing now? I mean, it's a whole. That's a whole. Anyway, I don't want. Let's not. Well. we're gonna we're gonna bypass uh that but uh, hey it'd be uh, no one i am not saying that tiger woods will not win again i'm not saying that it's just this is a whole different animal now and what he's tackling off the golf course this is this is someone in the room and live golf that has more money than god they have like they have tiger's numbers are laughable to what piff has right so sure it's a it's a different animal in the room and what they're capable of and then he's got all these other business ventures that he's um that he's taken i mean and you know and and he's a dad and so and he takes that very serious so i think it's uh just a lot well i'm just i just love to see him there i love to see the energy he looked happy you know i i sweat running the sweat running down his face i mean i missed it all right it's just tigers here and golf needs him again by God, like, oh, does it ever it, it, professional golf needs the stability of Tiger Woods out there? Um, so it's going to be fun to see. One uh,
1: might argue playing. one might argue it needs them more now than it did in 96. Yeah,
0: might. Yeah, you're probably right.
1: Oh. What do we need to know about this course? Okay, let's get to the course. I mean, it's
0: Albany, right? It's parse. Was it five par fives? About 7,400 yards this is a hit and giggle, isn't
1: it? Uh, to a certain degree. I mean, don't get yourself wrong. Uh it's much like we looked at in Mexico a couple of weeks ago. Once you get off the grass, uh then you're into sand dunes. Now, granted, the fairways are generous, don't get me wrong, but if you start missing with the driver, uh then you're definitely going to get yourself in trouble. And uh, it's it's one of those things length is definitely going to be favored. I mean, the the common topics you're going to hear about this week is wedge play, you're going to hear about Bermuda grass, putting, and you're going to hear about off the tee play. And mm-hmm. behind the scenes, the things that I'm looking at again are Long iron play, and I'm also looking at around the green. You know, a couple of years ago, we all remember when Morikow had the six shot lead and he folded. But how about on the 14th hole when Sam Burns had the lead and he made triple bogey on that drivable par four, right? Yeah. Like, and then that opened the door for Hovland and 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 Scotty to move through there and eventually Hovland winning. But you know, so uh, it, it's it's that. Golly, it's that 419 Bermuda, which is extremely grainy around the greens in the fairways. And if you have those short game shots that are into the grain, you are going to have issues. And if you don't know how to play those shots because you're not familiar with them or you're not comfortable with them, you know, stabbing the club in the ground when you're and and how to figure out that you're against the grain, you know? Um, so I, I, for me, it really comes down to long approaches. You've got five par fives. Those are all second shot approaches, in my opinion. And you've got two drivable um par fours, those yep. tee shots are long approaches in my mind. In the modern game, they just are, folks. Accept it. They're coming in from 280, 307, whatever it is. That's an approach shot these days. That's the way these guys think of it. They're you know, what did Victor make on that 307-yard par four 14th? He made Eagle three times in one tournament in four rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's he's attacking that hole like it's a par three, plain and simple. And at the end of the day, Um, I I think that that's really, you know, I mentioned this when I was sitting down there next to you, that when you go to sea Island, it's the long shots that will differentiate you. Everybody has to, well, what are the required shots? Well, good Bermuda grass putting, great driving. Okay, fine. At Albany, the differentiation shots, the separating shots are going to be on those seven holes, a couple 200 plus yard par threes. You start making birdies there. You are going to find a way to win. And that's the difference maker. And that's where I'm paying attention.
0: Ironically, you said short game. And of course, Victor Hoblin's won this tournament now the last two times and he comes in with into this tournament with the best short game that he's ever had right now. Oh, yeah. The changes that he's made with uh, Joe Mayo, which I've talked a lot about here. We've went deep into some of the, um, the changes that they made from a technique standpoint. So as we, as we get to the board and totally. we start to look at the board here and there's only 20 guys here so we're going to do this a little different but i can't i can't bypass this little jingle for <music> a little first click you know we go to the board so let's just yeah. let me just start with victor hobbs let's just give him i'm i'm going to start there i mean i think he's the favorite i know i'm not going to put money on him he's 4 to 1 right now um and so victor what a year he's won the last two here He's what well, he's won the tour championship, won the BMW. He didn't win his he was in the top five there in his DP a couple of weeks ago, DP World Tour event. But yeah, top five.
1: But Dick he occurs, won the uh, he he won the last two FedEx Cup events. Won the FedEx won the Cup last, championship. Yeah,
0: right, won the BMW and, and, and they won the Tour Three weeks later.
1: Campaign. Three weeks later he went to the flagship BMW over in England at Wentworth, finished fifth. Finished then he dominated fifth. the Ryder Cup. Then he took a month off. Then he came back to the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai and finished second. Yeah. So his last four starts, not with the Ryder Cup, but one one five two Not
0: bad. I mean, not bad. The guy can play a little bit of golf, right, worldwide. And he and he can also uh play this golf course. So he, he's he got to be the first look. And look, he, he you talk about driving the ball, you talk about long iron game. Now he's bringing in, you know, an even better short game. He's got all the confidence in the world. We know he can put yeah. these greens. Uh, Victor Hovland has to be the first look, and I just want to pay him off. I'm not going to bet him, but I just I, I think that you have to you've got to give all the credit in the world here to Victor Hovland. He looks as motivated as he is right now. I know he's working hard in the gym. He looks like he's strong. He looks like he's in as good a physical condition as he can be in. He's number four right now in the official world golf rankings. I would have to think right now at this point in time, Victor Hobbin's like, look, I'm going to get to number one in the world and I'm going to win a major championship and I'm going to keep the momentum going right now this year. I mean, how, how do you not bet Vic? This is this is going to be three in a row, isn't it, here?
1: I mean, that's my question to you. How do you not bet Vic? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't bet him on, uh, let's say, Wednesday if he was one-to-one, but how do you not bet him? Just make sure you make money. Right. How, do you, how do you not bet this guy? I mean, there's really the, the the golf tournament comes down to two guys, Scotty and Vic. And Scotty hasn't played since August 27th. It's been three full months. Yeah. Right. Yes. He played at the Ryder Cup, but it's not the same thing. And he and he didn't distinguish himself at the Ryder Cup. But Victor's a better player now than the last two times he won this tournament. I, I just,
0: and you know he's, he's obviously,
1: with- what's that? You know, what, real
0: quick, you know what's happening with Victor that I see also? I mean, I know a short game is better, but I think, I yeah. think, Because his short game is better, right? And he he knows that it's not a weakness. It's not a weakness. His putting's better. Oh, everything's better. He wasn't a bad putter before either, but his putting has gotten better too. And I think it's just straight from confidence in that he knows his short game's better too. So the whole thing collectively in the way his confidence level is right now, knowing that he doesn't have a weakness, it's bleeding into making more putts too.
1: In his last four starts, he's averaged almost 13 strokes total against the field gained. Mm-hmm. Come on. What are we talking I, You're 100% right, but I also think it makes him more aggressive with his long iron play and with his driving yeah. because he knows if he slips up, well, he'll make par he'll move on. And, I mean, there couldn't be a golf course that's better set up for a guy that, whose long game is that good than he and Scotty. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why they, they contend there. and They gain so many strokes against the field there. Because their long iron and their driving is so good that those par fives become par fours and the, the short par fours become par threes. Yeah. And you know, that's that's like an average of five and a half under a day. Well in in seven times at Albany, the average winning score is only nineteen under par. So like if I can get five and a half under a day, that puts me well inside the winner circle. So I I just um sometimes we just don't want to accept what it is, but yeah, it is I, what it yeah. is.
0: Scheffler, so he's four and a half to one, and he's finished second here to Hoblin. And God, I was looking at Scheffler's stats from last year. This is this is oh. amazing. It's unbelievable. amazing. Strokes gain it's tee to what? green first. Strokes gain oh. off the tee first. Strokes gain approach first. Strokes gain around the green, fifth. Strokes gain butting 162. It's
1: unbelievable. Oh, oh. gosh.
0: I, first, 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 first,
1: first, fifth, 162. <laughs> <laughs> the last time he gained with the putter, right? Was June at the travelers. Yes. Then he finished fourth.
0: I tried to help him. I, you know, I did the whole breakdown on the podcast during the middle of it and showed him the difference between when he was putting good versus when he wasn't. I, I sent it to, to a few people and, it made it on to Golf Central. Brandle talked about it. Colt Nose talked about it. like I showed him the difference between when he was putting good versus when he wasn't. And yep. it was a it was Keith. I'm I'm look, I'm I'm just so I'm just saying, like it it was drastically different. To see the difference in putting that drastic
1: yeah. is
0: at a at a world class player like Scotty Shevler, who is the number one player in the world. Um like it, it's right there. Like it's I mean it's look at the difference. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, it's all, it was free. I give, I was giving it to him for free.
1: But, <laughs> I mean, Bermuda's a good surface for him. Don't get me wrong. But uh, him taking time off doesn't mean it's going to cure anything, you know? All
0: right, let's keep going down the board. Morikawa. All right. He's 8-1. Speaking of putting, I, I think Morikawa, look, I think as he looks back at the time that he spent with Stephen Sweeney, he hired him at the first of the year. I think there's been some some nice gains. Speaking of big changes, I've talked about him. Morikawa changed a lot, and I think maybe he's found yeah. his happy medium now. I, I do see some progress with Morikawa. We saw him get back in the winner's circle, and and we also saw him uh, back in at the beginning of this month uh, fire his longtime coach Rick Sessinghouse of 18 years. I mean, this is a guy that was with Colin Morikawa since he was eight years old. Uh, through his Cal days, and yeah. you know now he's he, he moved over to Blackburn, who's a, obviously a very good coach and does a great job with a lot of players, including the next guy on the board, Max Homa. But that was that was a little surprising to me. Not surprising that that he hired a full time putty coach for the first time, which I think is paying off. But a little surprising that um that he moved on from Sessinghouse.
1: Well, Rick, um, he not only coached his physical swing, but he was his mental coach too. Mm-hmm. So that that. That was like a, a double divide, yeah. you know, to make that decision after 18 years, um, growing up with him and the trust factor and everything he had, um, probably tells you how bad it was, um, you know, and that he needed, probably just needed change, you know, and, um, it, it uh, it, Morikawa is a nice fit for this place, but he's got terrible history, right? He had a six shot lead in 2021 and he lost. And then, why didn't he play the Netflix cup? Right. He, right. he claimed he had a bad back he Had a bad back. Yeah. Right. So I was there at Memorial on Sunday when he was on the range and he just said like, yep, I'm out. I'm like, dude, yep. you're in contention. This is, this is a big tournament. This is not just a signature event, but like, this is the Memorial. This is like one that guys covet to win. And he's won on property there before he didn't win the Memorial, but during COVID, remember he won the work day, which was in the playoff over JT, yep. right? Actually JT and Victor. Uh but, you know, he and JT took two playoff holes. But the, but my point was, was, like, he just, like, came up, hit a couple swings, and walked away. And I was like, yeah. man, that was, like, I don't know. So kind of like in a Hideki sense, you know, which Hideki are we going to get? The one that plays four rounds or doesn't? You know, like, I I can't, I don't know. I, I can't go there with Morikawa. I mean, Homa Homa is a, he could arguably, he could arguably be, if if not four, uh, Victor, he could be the hottest golfer on the planet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we go to Homa next. He's eight and a half to one. Another great Mark Blackburn um disciple. And and uh look, those two I, I've I've mentioned in the past, like sometimes when a player goes to a coach, knowing the coaches as well as I do, and I do know a, a fair amount of the players that you think sometimes sure if these guys are going to mix i don't i don't know like this one doesn't make sense to me but when max and and mark got together like those two click and everything that they've They're done there. together um, boy it, it has worked there's no question max has uh, become a better player and he's become a, a, a solid player a guy that has no weaknesses um i think his wedge game when you look at the changes and the short irons and like controlling distances and things like that through a lot of the things that they did was the biggest improvement. Yeah. Uh But Max is sneaky long off the team and it just look there, there. There's a lot of cool things happening uh between those two. And I agree, you know, Max coming off a win at the DP world tour and now rolling yes. into this event, you know, he'll be comfy and, uh and I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Max Homa keep it going and walk out of here. If I had to, kind of sprinkle another up top there, I'd probably go to Max.
1: Of the first four, I lean towards Hobland, but I can't argue with where you are on H- Homa. I yeah. just think Hob- Hobland's a better player right now. Um, and, For sure, yeah. Uh, when you start to talk about these cash grab vacation places, both of those two guys are there to win.
0: Oh, yeah. There's well, no both doubt. of
1: those two guys are there to win. They are yeah. not on vacation. And um i think that uh that is important as we go down the board to make sure that you feel like whoever you're going to sprinkle on that uh they've they've traveled over there to put the peg in the ground and be serious for four days and uh i'm gonna let you drive down
0: okay because we're going to the middle of the board because there's a pretty big jump here because homa is at eight and a half and then the next one is to 16 so I'm going to let you drive now in the middle of the board. I'll set you up. JT's at 16. Fitzpatrick, 16. Cam Young, 18. Spieth, 22. Fowler,
1: 22. I'll stop there. I'm going to throw out a little PSA. And this is the time of year where you have to be very careful when you start running statistical models. Okay. Because everyone just says, oh, I'll go back 24 rounds. I'll go back 36 rounds. For some of these guys, 36 rounds is like July, yeah. right? That's a, that's a long way away. And you're going to see that there's a number of names, if you do run a model, that just pop up right now, right? And Spieth and Fowler are going to be two of them. And Justin Rose is going to be another one, right? And mm-hmm. you're going to say, well, Rose used to live there. And you're you're going to go through a couple of these different people. And the fact of the matter is is that if you really start to look at what they've been doing lately you don't want to touch it but there is one guy who isn't going to model well because he didn't have a very good last let's say 3650 rounds of of the year right but if you look at his recent trend and i'm talking about jt i think jt had, gives me he gives me every inclination He's had three straight top fives at Albany that he'll have another top five if not win. And it all comes down to the approach game. His approach game is back. And when JT was at the height of his power, winning major championships, shooting 59, doing all those things, the best part of his game against the best players in the world was his approach game and certainly his arm speed control with his wedges and and all the different shots that he could hit. And that went away. It seems to be back. Fifth at the Fortinet, fourth in Ned Bank, couple 66 down there in South Africa. Um, was reasonably good at the Ryder Cup. Tough to play team golf with Jordan Spieth, you know, when he was playing so poorly. Twelfth at the Wyndham when he really needed it. I, I like JT this week. He's had great history there. He's going to get a good pairing. We all know he's going to play with Tiger, you know, so he's, he's going to be motivated by seeing Tiger healthy, walking, um, I it when I look at that part of the board, that's the guy that's not going to model well because he hadn't had a great 2023, but if we look at what the recent resume is, I like it.
0: Yeah, he can slow the, he can he can sling those long irons up in the air too.
1: Oh. I mean, the way he hits the spareway woods, yeah.
0: Guy high. Yeah. Right? I I agree. I mean, I I totally agree. I I think in the middle of the board <laughs> I'm going to air you know, a little up there on the chalk, uh, if, if you will, in the middle of the board and, and, and JT. Well, it's just hard to, it's just hard to know what you're going to get with Spieth.
1: Um, look at, look at Speth lately.
0: Oh. it's just That's hard good. to, just hard to know what you're going to get with, um, with Jordan. I was a little surprised that he joined the policy board. I was a little surprised by that because I know he pushed back a little bit on the TGL because, you know, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got a kid, right? He's got two.
1: I just had a baby Uh, in September.
0: Yeah, so he's got that going. He's—I'm sure he's strapped with his sponsors and his tournament schedule and the whole bit. I mean, Spieth is one of the top guys, obviously, and and so you know that that travel to West Palm and you know on Mondays like I, it was uh, you know how much you want to bite off, right? And so I was surprised that he joined to be a part of the board on the PGA Tour. I really was, and and look, you know, Spieth not good. Ricky won the Rocket Mortgage. After that, I think he took the jets off a little bit, you know, like Ricky's yeah. not the same. And after uh, his build up, cause he played great golf. I mean, obviously in the, uh in the spring and into the summer, I mean, playing great golf, top tens everywhere. He gets the win at the rocket mortgage and <sighs> climb to the top of the mountain. And we're good. That's that's the biggest, uh, we, th- that's the most impressive thing about Tiger of all to me is just, is not how damn great he is in winning a major championship, but just the fact that he he would climb the mountain and get there, and then you know what he would do? He'd work harder and put his foot on your throat, and then he's like, no, I'm going to win them all. And then I'm going to win them all again. And then I'm going to, like, just that's the most impressive thing, just to stay committed even through all the success, all the accolades, all the money, People absolutely going crazy for him everywhere across the world. And you know what? He's the first one in the gym. He's probably the last one to leave the golf course. And he's dominating tournament after tournament, year after year, over and over and over again. That, to me, is the most impressive thing about Tiger Woods. And you see it with so many other players, great players. They 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 climb, they climb, they climb, they win. And then what happens? Give me a drink with an umbrella in it and we're going on vacation, honey.
1: People ask That's me. That's probably all the what time. I would do. <laughs> right. With my background in knowing Tiger, people ask me all the time, Keith, what was his greatest accomplishment? There's there's not a doubt in my mind. 142. 142 cuts in a row. They'll never be touched. No. It, no. It's it is unfathomable that he showed up and made it to the weekend 142 times in a row. Yeah. You know? And if his dad didn't pass away and he didn't have all those like you know, personal distractions at that point when the cut streak broke, it probably would have been well over 150, you know, 160 or something. It was, it's unbelievable. It, it's just do it. Somebody should do a documentary on the 142 in a row. Forget the 83 wins you know, or the 82 wins, right? It's like, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable, you know? So it, it, you've got four. So this tournament, when it's been played at Albany, The most, this is kind of like a sign of the times in golf too right now. And these are the, these are the moments where like you usually say to me, like Keith, a or B, we got to pick somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time since the tournament's been at Albany, that we've had four guys start with pre-tournament odds under 10 to one. So they've got four guys they think can win and the books really don't know what to do with it. Then in that second, in the teens there, like the two guys I like are Fitzpatrick. And JT, man, that, it's tough to split those hairs. Now, mm-hmm. I've, I've made my bed with JT, but, man, you could talk me into Fitzpatrick, too. I mean, he just won the Dunhill. He's played well all fall. He played well at the Ryder Cup. Um, good on Bermuda Grass. Short game.
0: Short game. sand. you know, grass,
1: hand, no. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we go up into the 20s, and that's where you're finding your Speeds and your Fowlers and all these guys that modeled really good, and you're like, I don't know. But there's a guy in the 20s. Okay. that I think has had the most transformative year of anyone on the PGA Tour. And his name is? Not Tony Fino. No. If anything, he's gone the complete opposite way. He's track. gone completely the opposite way. My in man. The 20s? In the 20s. He started the year, bunch of top 10s. Then all of a sudden, he wins a sig- signature. Yeah. He wins a signature event at a major championship venue. Then he wins a major championship. Then he gets to the Ryder Cup. And we would all admit at the Ryder Cup, there was moments in the arena that he did not step up. Right? Hmm. And I think he learned a little bit about himself. But now coming into a field like this on a golf course where he's going to be one of the best guys on the putting green and around the putting green. There's no doubt about that. He is long enough and straight enough off the tee. He's got enough power to handle those par fives. There's a guy right there, at like t- that's sitting on most boards around 25 to one that maybe we could make some money this week. Yeah. So if you, if you want to go like, all right, I know Victor's going to win, maybe just Victor and Wyndham. Let's have at it. Or if you just want to try to like be like Keanu Reeves in the matrix and like dodge bullets, you know, at the top and then go JT and Wyndham, I don't blame you to do that either. Like, I mean, that, that to me is a betting strategy that you can get away with for this event and then. You know, we'll see what happens, but feel good about it.
0: Yeah, Wyndham got a little out over his skis at the Ryder Cup. I thought he talked too much. Like he just, just stopped talking, Wyndham. You know, like we we know your your intentions. Yeah. I think were there the right way, but he just kept talking. And like as he kept talking, it just felt like you're just kind of you know you're digging the hole a little bit deeper. Just go out and play golf, and and let it happen. And and I appreciate the confidence, obviously coming off. A major championship win at the U.S. Open. Uh, He also won the Wells Fargo. He was third at the Tour Championship. What a year for Wyndham Clark. I mean, my goodness. Uh,
1: And a guy that, look,
0: and a guy, you know, I give Victor some praise early on in in the stuff that he's done and proven his weaknesses. I'll tell you, Wyndham Clark done a little differently. Wyndham Clark's done it kind of on his own, as far as I know. Like, he kind of went on his own, no coaches.
1: And he gives a lot of credit to his mental coach. Uh, I forget her name right now, but, like, yeah. Overall, um, yeah. pound for pound, one of the strongest guys in the gym. Yeah. I yeah. know that for a fact. Um, uh, it's, he to me is a good fit for this golf course. And he's also somebody that would, would show up to play. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, and, no, I think so too, for sure. You know, yeah, so what, I
1: think what so. where's, where's Wyndham's weakness? It has shown up in the approach game. And I think this is a golf course with the five par fives that, that may not be as big a concern as we think it is. And as a result, he gained some momentum. Guys hitting the ball deep. Great short game. Yeah. Scoring in and around those par fives and those short par fours. He's going to make some easy birdies that other people can't. And I think that he could be someone, you know, that being said, I mean, he could be, you know, six magnums of wine deep on Wednesday night and not care. But, like, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think that, like, when we're trying to match up the golf course and – yeah. Looking through this fall of intermittent play and who's in good form and who's not and what's going on. Um, I, I think that, uh, I think that Wyndham is his stock is still on the rise is what I will, you know,
0: say. as we get to the bottom and folks, look, find someone that loves you as much as Keith loves Wyndham Clark. If you can, if you can get anywhere close to that, you're going to have a really enjoyable life. But I you look, you make a lot of valid points on Wyndham and he's had a great year and I think he'll be there to win. I think as Keegan will be at 30. Brian yeah. Harmon's trying to figure out where he can, you know, go kill something probably um after a round, you know, get to the, what what can they hunt down there? Um uh, you know, in, in the afternoon. Jason Day, Justin Rose, couple guys uh, that will be there with all smiles after, you know, a couple a win a piece for them this year. Sepp Straka He's in the field. And look, I am excited to see Tiger Woods' golf swing and what it looks like. But there's another guy, as you get down to the bottom, that we haven't seen in quite some time, and that's Wills Al So I'm excited yeah. to see him. He has posted a few swings, and I, and I was looking at him. Um, and they look like nice, controlled swings and taller and this and that. But make no mistake about it. When you look at the injury of Wills Al and the amount of side bend that that a lot of these guys take on especially the young flexible ones that create a lot of speed walking neiman comes into mind you know you start to worry because it's a real it's a real thing in in how that spine and things can get pinched and they can hurt so i'm i'm very interested full speed face on with the driver with will the difference uh that we see because you'd have to think there's got to be something in there that's a little yeah. bit different to kind of work around the injury, as we've seen with uh, other players that have had the Jason Day is is a good example. Jason Day had to change his swing, he had to get a little more change of knee flex in the swing. I think he had to get his left arm a little bit deeper, these types of things where he could maybe cover it a little bit better. Um, Tigers changed his swing, you know, when he went from Butch to Hank just around the left knee and happened to soften the Soften the you know the blow of the left knee at impact. So you had to rotate the face more. I mean, those are these are real changes that happen around injuries. Yeah. And I think with Will, I'm interested to see what that looks like.
1: You know, uh extended break after Wilmington two years ago in the FedEx Cup playoffs when he when he went down, and he comes back at Century last year. He finishes 11th in a good field. Yeah. Right. Um, I think. Talking to Will Zalatoris out on tour. Oh man. He's a he's a preparer. I think he will be prepared for this week. Yeah. Yeah. And I th- I think that um I I don't think he can win. Um I don't even think it's a, a top ten situation, but I think he has to do some, you know, rebuilding. And I, I think it's a good time to start. Um again, flat golf course, um, golf course with par fives and you know. Long iron play and drive the ball, you know, like as an advantage. Um, it's good. It's good setup golf course for him, you know. Uh, question for you who plays better, Zalatoris or Tiger? Who do you take head to head? Um, Will. Oh, all right, bet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Done. Done. Yeah. I'll, I'll take, I'll take Will. Um, my boy Lucas, no respect. I mean, they've got, Wills out better odds than Lucas. I mean, Lucas has won twice this year. I mean, he gets, he can't put him on the Ryder Cup. And then there he is sandwiched in between Wills, our Taurus and Tiger Woods at the bottom of the odds at the hero. Give my boy some respect, Lucas Glover. Hey. Go out there and shoot 22 under this week. Can we, can we be real?
1: The only reason yeah. that Justin Rose and Lucas Glover are there is because Cantley and Shoffley aren't.
0: Okay. So All let's right. finish the show with that. All right. Because that's a good segue. All right. Tigers at 90 to 1, we'll we'll look forward to seeing them. I have a feeling they'll probably show a few shots of his on TV. So
1: <laughs> one or two.
0: Why, Keith, what's going on with Xander and Patrick? I mean, there's been a lot of smoke here. You and I have talked yeah. about it a little bit, and particularly with Xander. And um I, I just I, you know, I said it honestly, this is all due this is I'm not sure I said it to you, but I I said it over a year ago. I'm a little concerned about Xander. I'm a little concerned from what I'm hearing from xander in the direction that he's going not so much with this play on the course although you could even criticize that and has a hard time putting tournaments away and this and that but just the the overall energy that i'm feeling from xander and you know i'm getting information second hand and i don't want to put that out there but i just am concerned about xander and his what i feel like the advice and the direction that he's getting from his dad And I don't think it's good. I I just don't think it's good. I could sniff it a little bit over a year ago. That smoke is is even more so as this season went on. We go over to the Ryder Cup, and now he's a late, you know, he's he's not in this anymore, and there's his boy Patrick, which they seem to do everything together. I I just I don't like it. I, I don't like what it feels like, what it looks like, what it sounds like. It just doesn't sit well with me. It didn't over a year ago, and it certainly doesn't now.
1: Uh, I, I don't know what I don't know, but if I was those three guys, I'm going to include Rom in this discussion. Rom just won a major. He's got five years of major um, entries, major status. Yep. Someone's going to throw me five hundred million dollars. And it's no longer what it was. I mean, you knew where I stood in the beginning as a PGA professional. I was like, Man, you gotta stick with the tour. Let's make the tour right. Let's not do this other thing, right? This hit and giggle golf. Um, and as it turns out, they're trying to build a product. And I and I give them all the credit in the world for that, but they they do need to continue to add good players. So I would go after John Rom because you offer him five hundred million dollars, multi generational wealth, mm-hmm. right? He's got five years. If I was John Rahm, I would sit, turn around because he's the, like the one guy who's got that five year span. I mean, the, the other guys this year do right, but he's that one guy. He's got five years. If it, do you think in five years that the Piff and all of this and live and the tour will be worked out? Yes or no? In, in five, five years?
0: years, I mean, you yeah. would think so, but who knows? Okay, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, no one knows. I mean, because right now. They're supposed to be working together towards this resolution, you know. And 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 Tiger even mentioned it, but yet, Liv is going their way. They're trying to poach more play. Just no, no one even knows what's going on. So five years from now, you'd like to think yes, but who knows?
1: If I was Rom, I would think in five years it would be, it would be fixed. So I could see Rom going. Yeah. If all those stories are around him, I could see that being a fine decision, and I don't begrudge him at all. In fact, if I was in his situation, unlike two years ago, I would be. I probably would have announced it already, except I think Greg's probably waiting to announce it in the middle of Tiger's tournament just as an FU, right? Like, But the other two guys, they haven't won any majors. They don't have status in majors, right? Yes, they're top 10 in the world, but within two years, they'll be out of major championships unless they do something special, right? And I, I'm just not sure. I don't know. But why, why aren't they you... here? Why aren't they here? Oh, I mean, I um,
0: it just it it just doesn't it just doesn't add up you know with I don't know, I don't like
1: it I don't like it I didn't but they were both but they were both signed up for TGL Cantley's on the pack right why maybe like, they're out of that now too you know maybe I mean don't get me wrong they could all quit everything in a heartbeat I mean every day is a press release right um, yeah. but it um, I they I don't know. like I said I it's don't tiny. know what I don't I, I don't know what I don't know, but like
0: special invite to playing Tiger Woods event. And you're like, I'm good. Well, how come Rory's not here? Well, he's trying to fix the roof on, on the, uh, he's trying, he's down there, he's, he's running the crew right now, trying to get the the roof back up.
1: You know, where's Rom? Yeah. You know, now again, they weren't, they weren't signed up ahead of time. So there's not the speculation that surrounds them uh, just not being here for this event, but at the end of the day, um I I guess we're still in we're still on a path for a lot more change. Yeah. Uh is what it comes down to. And unfortunately the best players in the world are only going to be playing against one another at the major championships. And at least Tiger miss, sounds like he's gonna be there as well.
0: I would miss Rom on the PGA tour. I wouldn't miss Xander or Patrick though. I, I mean they're great players and and they Rom and would I know be a they I and I know they're uh they're a big part of the PGA tour in many ways, but I would miss John Rom. I would miss Victor Hovland. I would miss Jordan Spieth. I would miss Justin Thomas. Um, yes, you know, like those are names that I would miss. Those guys. I I miss Dustin Johnson. Um, you know, I I, would, I, I in I a would weird miss, way I miss Bryson DeChambeau. Oh yeah. You yeah. know I don't miss Patrick Reed. No. Um, I miss DJ. I miss, I miss Brooks Kepka. You know, so I miss those guys on the PGA Tour. I
1: wouldn't Missed miss Cam, Cam Smith.
0: I miss Cam Smith. Yes, I do. Y'all, yep. no doubt. Yep. No doubt. Yep. Like, there's guys that I would miss. I don't know if I'd miss Sander. I don't know if I'd miss Patrick. I really don't. Like, right now, if they're like, hey, we'll give you Brooks and Bryson for those two, plus another player to be signed later. <laughs> like <laughs> The draft picks? Like, get those guys back over here. Let's go.
1: <laughs> I... um. <laughs> I guess Maybe I that's what we're
0: getting to. Like we're going to start trading. They should start trading back and forth.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put a lot of thought into the ROM thing because of what I just said. I haven't put a lot of thought into the, into the Xander Cantley thing. I think because they're not as fundamental as the success of the PGA tour. No. Right. No. You know, like the names you mentioned, if JT Spieth, you know, Rory and ROM were going away, man, you'd, you'd be, you'd be hard pressed. Even with still oh. if you just kept even if you just kept Tiger. Tiger's just, you know, yeah, no doubt. not gonna be around enough. So it's uh man, it's just golly, all all any of us want. You could pick apart any part of this, take any sound bite you want. But the fact is, all we want are the best players playing against the best players. Yeah. Because that has created the best theater this year, bar none. You know, and I I don't know what else to say. You know, Tigers back.
0: Yeah. Let's 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 end with that. Tigers back and look
1: at that. Whew. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Cool is the other days side of right the door.
0: Those were the days right there. Look at that.
1: Man. I'm telling you, I I was there five years, man. Ninety eight to oh three. I saw it on the range every single day. Yeah. It was like a symphony. It's like John L. Williams creating Star Wars theme, man. It was unbelievable. Look, this one. Look, Look at this, this one. Little Vic. Little Vic driver. Licking
0: his chops um, right now. You guarantee. I guarantee if Vic's in the Vic's in the gym right now, eating a protein shake, doing squats right now. Guarantee it. <laughs> Keith, you're the man. Thank you. Hero World Challenge. That was fun. We'll uh we'll come back. We'll do. One more oh. probably here. We'll do a little PNC, have some fun with that. And, uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about then, um, as well. And there might, there might be another league started up by then.
1: Who knows? No, uh, be. no <laughs> team match next week.
0: Oh, that's right. Team matches. Okay. All right. Well, we're back next week. Next Tuesday team match with Keith Stewart. Same time. You ready?
1: My oh, man. I'm on. Right, Come on. I was born ready. Thanks. T. We'll hey, see you.
0: Awesome.